Siyata Dishmaya, Parashas Vahira, Gavaldik Rabbi Yisai, for joining us. We're a little bit a day later than we normally give the Parashas here, but Shkoyah for joining us. And uh, I want to say over a, what they say the simplest are always the best. This is one of those. The simplest, but I believe to be one of the biggest histories. It happens to be one of my pet subjects, something that I've spoken about for a number of years. When I go to America, I try to speak about this as well. Trying to get this message over because I think this is one of the most fundamental messages that we can possibly try to instill in our lives and every single day and every single moment. So we have, as we know, this week's parasha is absolutely packed with all of the, with many, most of the makas that happened in Mitzrayim, the tremendous, tremendous nisim beniflois that the Rabbani Shalom did on behalf of Kali Yisrael to show who runs the world, which is a shmuz on itself. But we have over here, right at the, towards the beginning in Perek Zayin, the uh, Torah spells out exactly what happened. The Rabbi Nishlam tells Moshe Rabbeinu to take the matcha, to take his stick, <coughs> put it over to the river, and everything's going to be done. Everything was full of blood, as we know, the different midrashim, exactly what that means, who got the blood, the, the Yidin didn't, and the Mitzrim did. But Yasu came Moshe Vyaran, Keshet Siva Hashem. All the fish, everything, everything died. So all of a sudden, so um, Paro brings in the magicians of the palace. This is, ha ha, you guys think you're so smart. Uh, my guys can do exactly, exactly the same thing, right? And they also managed, as the Torah tells us, Unbelievable. They were managed also to do it. Where they found water from is a different Shiloh, right? And as if everything went to dumb. So where did they find water from? Many different terutes. I mean, exactly where the magicians managed to go and get water from in order to turn it to dumb to show that they could do the same thing as Moshe and Aaron did. But for whatever reason that we're not going to go into, they did it. Tells us the Torah, the Yachzik laid Parai, Parai's heart, hardened for Hashem Aleim Kashedib Hashem, the Yifin Parai for Yovayel Beisai, when Elm, the Leishos Liboy Gamlezais. Didn't think about it. Didn't put it to his heart. Says Rashi, what is that referring to? Says Rashi, it's referring to two things. Number one, the original nace that that Moshe and Aaron were able to do of making the stick turn into a snake, and the second one was turning everything into dumb. He didn't think about it. He didn't think about it. So I saw a beautiful sefer which I managed to pick up when I was in America recently. I picked up. I try to you know whenever I go to pick up more and more svarim to add to the ever-growing collection because Baruch Hashem Torah is just gavaldic. And I came across a gavaldic sefer from Rav Ruderman, Rashiv of Nei in Baltimore. And he writes this yesod and he brings this down and it's so beautifully done because again sometimes the simple ones are just the most powerful. And this one is just so perfect. And he writes that the Torah is telling us a very, very fundamental Yisoyed in Yiddishkeit. A Yisoyed that if we would grab hold of this Yisoyed, I'm pretty much sure it would change all of our lives. And the Chavis al does this as well, as we'll get into, Be'ezus Hashem. Says, says Rav Ruderman Zatzal, why was Parah not excited? Unbelievable, look what they did. Look at these two Jews, these two rabbis with beards. They came into Egypt, the powerful land of the world, and they start throwing sticks down, and they become into snakes. They start throwing, sorry, you know, making water into blood. All sorts of crazy things. Didn't even think about it. Just went home. Yeah, all in a day's work. Nothing happened. Not a big deal. The loy shot and liboy. He didn't think about it. He didn't put it into his heart. He didn't contemplate the events to think about what they meant to him. Rabbi Sol Salanta, she brought down Rabbi Ruchan, brings it in Das Torah as well. Similarly, aside, 
Rabbi Saul Salanta asks Akasha also later on by the Makkah of Borod. So right before the Makkah of Borod, the Rabbi Nishram basically tells them that, you know, the whole anybody that fears God, bring everything inside your house. Because the Borod's going to come down. And once the Borod comes down, oh boy, everything's going to be destroyed. Bring it in the house. If you fear God. <laughs> if you're a normal human being and you want to say things, you'll go along and you'll bring everything in your house. So it can be so salam to posh it. Because sometimes, something can be so obvious to you, but you just don't see it. You just don't see it. It's in front of your face. There it is, the miracles, everything happened. You just don't see it. And when you don't see it, you miss the boat. And you miss everything that it represents. And you know what's such a tremendous Yesod in Avodah Hashem? Because we all want to grow. There isn't a person here right now that doesn't want to grow. But the way to grow, the way to become closer to Hashem, the way to be a better Ebed Hashem, is through thinking. It's the only way that a person can ever become a better person. Mesel Sashon begins the Akdoma with this Yesod. Says the Mesel Sashon, I'm not telling you anything new. I'm not telling you any Chidushim. I'm just telling you things that you need to know constantly on your mind because if you don't think about them, if you don't contemplate them, you're never going to do them. And that's what the Yisoyed is. I saw the most incredible idea from Rabbi Yaakov Emden. Rabbi Yaakov Emden writes in his Siddha, Rosh Zulam. And I never saw such a thing. It's unbelievable. He writes the nace, the miracle of Kalal Yisrael living in this generation throughout the Golas. Not this generation, meaning throughout the generations. Through Golas is a bigger nace than everything the Rabbani Shalom did in Mitzrayim, in the Midbar, and in Eretz Yisrael. As I said, Rabbi Yaakov Emden. Do you know what that means? Here we are, Kalal Yisrael. We're here as a nation. We're here, we're alive. We're not only alive, we're alive and kicking. It's unbelievable what Kalal Yisrael are capable of. Here we are, and the nace of us being still here is more than what happened in these parishes in Mitzrayim and the Midburn Eretz Yisrael. Did anyone ever stop and think? I want to ask the question, Rabbi Yisrael. Don't, don't answer. Not, not a clever thing to do, always. Did any, when was the last time someone thought about the Rabbi Nishlelo? When was the last time a person thought about his life? When was the last time a person thought, saw the Rabbi Nishlelo in creation? When was the last... You know, I, I got a phone call from a fellow in Los Angeles... And amongst many, many things that we discuss, he was talking about this Nakuda because he knows that I talk about this a lot. Right? I have a series, Living with Hashem. We talk a lot about these things. And he says to me, you know, I met a guy who was sitting learning 15 hours a day. 15 hours a day. It's almost like Yeshiva Bocha over here. 15 hours a day. The guy was steiging. Unbelievable. Right? He tells me this. He says, I went over to the guy. I says, excuse me, sir. When was the last time you thought about Hashem? Yeah, it looks him like he's completely crazy. Hashem. <laughs> I don't have time. I'm learning. I'm busy. Who's got time? As they say, God is a three-letter word in many, many places. Who thinks about the Rabbi Nishalayla? I'll tell you, Moed Kazakh. I've said this so many times, but I think it's so gavaldic. I don't know if I've ever said it in this setting. There was a guy who went to the gas station to fill up some gas. Petrol. So he goes to fill up petrol. And as he puts it in, he presses the button, so on it goes by itself, right? He goes and buy himself a Diet Coke. A Coke, whatever. Coke Zero. And he's leaning against his car, and he's drinking his Coke, and it's a hot day. He's looking around, right? Wasn't shaved of him. He was looking around. And um, there it is. He sees a very interesting sight. He sees a crazy sight. He never saw something in his life. He sees, he sees I've got to check this out, he says. So he finishes, he pays, whatever, for the gas, for the petrol. 
and uh, and um, he walk, he drives over to what what he saw, and he sees an incredible thing. He sees two government workers, like they're working for the state, for the government, whatever. They got the yellow jackets, whatever. They're working by the side of the highway there, and they both got spades, right? Two guys, and they both got spades, yeah. So you've got one guy, we'll call him, I don't know, Johnny. So there he is, he's got the spade, he's digging these holes in the ground. He sees him, he's just watching this now from close. He sees him, we're doing, digging a hole there. He's, he's finishing the hole. He moves on, you know, another couple of meters along the road. He digs another hole, okay. The guy behind him, Vinny, so he's also got a spade. See, he takes the earth that the first guy dug up and he fills up the hole. He says, this is, this is what I spend my taxes on? Seriously? This is what, what are you guys doing? So the guy says, excuse me, sir, we are doing very important work. Let me explain to you. There's normally three of us over here, right? There's me, Vinny, I think. There's Johnny, maybe the other way around, whatever it was. Right? And there's, I don't know, George. Oh, there we go. There's George. Okay. Now, George, this is how it works. I dig the hole. Yeah. George comes along and takes the plant and puts a little sapling and puts it in. And then Vinny comes and, you know, pats the earth around it and then it's planted. The mice George is not feeling well today. He didn't come today. So we figured just because he doesn't come today doesn't mean we shouldn't continue our normally job. Shaita! You're not doing anything. What's the matter? But we don't think. Because we do that in our own lives. I think it's funny. But we do that in our own lives. How many people think? How many think, think about the Rabbani Shalala? Think about everything the Rabbani Shalala does for them. And everything that happens to them. The Rambam says this so clearly in Yisoyda Torah. The Rambam writes in Yisoyda Torah Perik Base. Says the most incredible thing. Says the Rambam. Bishashi Yisboyneinu Odom B'maisov Ubruim Anifloim Agadolim the year, remember, if a person contemplates what the Rabbi Shalom created in the world, he has a taiva, says the Rambam, he's desperate for the Rabbi Shalom. How many people are desperate for a relationship with Hashem? How many people are desperate to know Hashem? Says the Rambam in Yesoida Torah base, just look at the world, just look at everything around you. Look at what the Rabbi Shalom created. Imagine you walked into a store and you found the most beautiful box of food and it's coated in a nice wax wrapper, you know, wrapper and you take it home and every so often it changes colors which tells you when it's ready to eat and you, you take off the wrapper and it's so beautifully wrapped inside and it's such a gruvaldig of food and when you get to the bottom of the food there's a little piece of paper that says you can now go and get another box free of charge. What an incredible thing. That's great. It's called an apple. That's what it is. It's an apple. The Rabbi Shalom created the most beautiful fruit called an apple that's, you know, covered with the most beautiful skin that keeps it fresh, that changes colors depending on when you know it's ripe. It has pits and seed inside it that entitles you to another apple and another apple. And you look at one apple and you see what the Rabbi Shalom created and you say, there's a God. There's a Rabbi Shalom. You know, one of the boys in yeshiva said this over so beautifully when I was holding the baby by the Shalom Zohar. So he looks at the baby and he says, here's Hashem. Here, right, right here. Here's Hashem. What does that mean? That means you look at the Rabbi Shalom's creations. You look at what the Rabbi Shalom created and you see the Rabbi Shalom. You see everything. But you have to look. You have to be misboining. 
You have to summon libo. You've got to put it onto your heart. Most people don't. You know, there's a there was a fellow called Yuri Gargarin. Yeah, Yuri Gargarin was the very first Soviet cosmonaut. Okay. Now he announced on returning to Earth that he was sure that God does not exist. No way. God cannot exist. You know why? Because I never saw him. So it can't be. Whereas, when the American astronauts on one of the Apollo missions, and they transmitted the most incredible views of Earth from space, they started saying Psalms. They started saying Sukkim of David HaMelech of Tehillim, of how the Rabbani Shalom created the world. Because when you think about things, when you put it to your heart, when you realize what it is, when you realize what we've given, the most beautiful body that the Rabbani Shalom has given us, the most beautiful world around us, you just have to look. This is what the Chayvus Halavavis does in Shara Bechin. If anybody did it, and I suggest for everybody to do it. Open up a Chayvus Halavavis Shara Bechin. This is what he does. The Rabbi Shalom is in the world. People don't see it. Where's God? He's right here. He's over here in the table. Look at this Kavalinga table that a human being created with the knowledge that the Rabbi Shalom gave him. Everything is in here. Everything's in the world, but you've got to think about it. You've got to look. And if you don't look, you won't see. And how many people go through their lives autopilot? We do it with emotions. Of course, they're from, they're religious, they do all the right things. But never once did they think about the Rabbani Shalom. Never once did they look at the world and say, Ah, look what the Rabbani Shalom created. People have tainas. Where was the Rabbani Shalom here? Where was the Rabbani Shalom there? Things are going wrong. What's going to be? This president, that president, these riots, what's going to happen? There's Rabbani Shalom. Just look. We may not understand everything. But the Rabboni Shalom is with us. And people refuse to see the MS. They say a story about two Jews in the shtetl in Poland. They were arguing about an animal. Is it a cat or is it a bird? They were arguing. Is it a cat or is it a bird? This guy goes, yeah, it's for sure a cat. I'm telling you, I see all the someone in the side. It's for sure a cat. The other guy... It's for sure a bird. They're like, I don't know. What are you? Ar-? The guy comes along. What are you arguing about? <laughs> Just wait till it flies. Give it a kick. See if it flies. And you know what it is. So he goes over. He gives it a kick. It starts to fly. The guy that came to us a cat was like, Wow, I never saw a cat that fly before. This is incredible. You know, you can have the MS in front of your face, and yet you don't see it. They say the same thing in Vilna when they came out with the train. Right, the first locomotive, the train that never saw anything in their life like this. All they knew was horses and carts. Here you have this train that you put some fuel in there and the steam and it makes it go. People didn't believe it. They said at the time people were walking in between the carriages like, there's got to be something here. It's impossible. It doesn't work. Because when the MS is in front of you, sometimes you refuse to see it. But what we have to realize in our lives is that the Rabboni Shalom is in every part of our lives. Somebody came over to their rabbi once and says, Rabbi, I don't know what to do. I've got two choices of a career. Should I either go into insurance or should I go into law? I don't know what to do. I, I wish God would tell me. He said, I don't understand. Did you ask God? Did you talk to Hashem? Did you have a relationship with him and say, God, would you help me? She's like, no, not really. I was talking to myself. No, you're talking to the Rabbi. Start talking to Hashem. You'll see. She came back. Right? This is an absolutely true story. I, knew it ha- I, knew- I know who it happens to. She came back and she said, Rabbi, this is unbelievable. God, t- God spoke to me. I'm like, wow, really? What does that mean? She says, I was driving on the, I was driving on the way, whatever, in the car. And a lorry went by saying, insurance. That's it. There it is. After I spoke to God, the Rabbi Shalom spoke to me. 
You know, sometimes so many answers that we have are in front of our face, but we fail to recognize it, and we fail to realize it. Rabbi said in this week's parasha, Para teaches us, teaches us a lesson that we have to learn what not to do. What Paris saw in front of his eyes were the most tremendous nisim v'niflois that came straight from Hashem, Yad Hashem. He saw it, it was right there. He didn't recognize it. He didn't realize who it was. Rabbi said, we need to take a lesson into our own lives. In our own lives, in everything we do, wherever we go, whatever we do, we have to realize the Rabbi Shalom's in the world. He created the world. He's constantly looking after the world. He's constantly looking after us. He loves us and he wants to give us everything that we possibly need. But we have to recognize him. And that's what the Chavis Salah strains again and again in Shara Bechina. The Rabboni Shalom's in the world. Just look. Have a relationship. Think about the Rabboni Shalom. You're walking on the street. The Rabboni Shalom created this wonderful world. Just look. Look in the world. Look what you see. But I'm telling you, Rabbi Sai, if we learn this lesson, if we integrate this lesson into our lives, it will absolutely 100% change our lives. Shkoyach, Rabbi Sai,